Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins calling in from Houston, Texas. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today, which is Thursday, June 9th. 2016. We appreciate you all for joining us each and every day. We're here Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. We ask that you continue to invite your friends, families, coworkers, and associates. Get everybody you know on this call. The call grows more and more every single day, and that is because of you, and we want to say thank you for doing so. You can catch all the replays on our website, which is www.windreamscollide.com. That's windreamscollide.com. You can check it out there. Also, while you're there, go ahead and subscribe. Become a VIP, a Vision Impact Partner. Uh, get connected. So as we do new things and launch new products, services, post, uh, share inspirational things, uh, you can be one of the first people to find out about it and to get it. We've got some exciting things coming up in the very, very near future that uh, we want you to be the first to know. So head on over there today and subscribe to the list. Also, while you're on the website, go ahead and click on Straight Talk Woman Talk, ladies. Get connected. Straight Talk Woman Talk is a kingdom principle-based platform that's grounded in authenticity and truth. Our events are spirit-led and purpose-driven. We have two events coming up, very powerful. On July 24th, we'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, for the Straight Talk Woman Talk in-part session. Myself, Minister Keisha Wilson, and Songstress Michelle Carr are going to be there serving the people, connecting with the ladies, doing an outpouring of just wisdom and truth. And so it's going to be an incredible move. The Holy Ghost will be present, and we are excited about it. So you want to get your tickets for that in-part session as soon as possible. And then on August the 13th, we're coming back to Houston, Texas. Myself, Minister Keisha Wilson, and, and Minister Tony Senegal are going to be coming together uh, to do an in-part session here in Houston. It's going to be absolutely amazing what takes place in there. We're so excited about being able to have the opportunity uh, to do the work of the Lord. And so for every woman who's out there who's looking to connect with women with genuine, authentic, wisdom, knowledge, truth that they're sharing, backed by biblical principles, straight talk, woman talk, is definitely for you. So go ahead, get connected uh, today, and then mark your calendar to join us on those dates, as well as every single Monday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. We have our weekly call, weekly teaching. Right now we're covering Detecting Jezebel. This is a powerful, powerful series, uh, and we are getting so much feedback in regards to it. So you want to make sure you get connected to that. And then for those of you who are in direct sales, MLM, network marketing, you want to get connected to our Build It For Your Last Name platform. We have an event taking place, a boot camp, right here in Houston, Texas on June the 25th. It's going to be amazing. This is our second one. The first one was a huge success. People kept asking us to do it again. And so we will be this uh, Saturday, June the 25th, right here in Houston, Texas, same location as the last one at the Marriott West Loop. Um, it's going to be amazing, packed out as well. We expect it to be sold out, myself, my husband, and, and our partners uh, in success there as well. So head on over to Build It For Your Last Name. Click on the events. You can go to builditforyourlastname.com. Click on the event, Secure your seat for that. And then while you're also there, get your gear, regardless of what industry you're in, what company you're building, whatever you're doing. My husband and I solely believe that it's time to stop hustling for your first name and begin building for your last name. And so uh, we got T-shirts and hats there. 
we'll be able to ship them out today for sure, and I'm excited about it. We got so many orders uh, that need to be processed. They're coming in quickly, and we're doing our best to catch up with everything. And so we appreciate your patience with that as well. But go ahead and secure your shirt and your hat today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this party started. My husband's here ready to rock and roll. If you're driving, put in your earpiece. If you're stationary, get out your pens and your papers. We ask that you post your notes on social media. Use the hashtag WhenDreamsCollide so we can see it. Honey, why don't you come on to the line and say good morning to our VIPs. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Yes, did you hear me this morning? I said I am excited about your future. That's why I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. See, when you rush towards where you're going, you miss where you are. So many times we are so focused on the promise that we forfeit the process. I'm in no rush. Rushing causes you to be careless. Rushing you causes you to miss the drama that is in the details. Rushing causes you to, to miss the total uh, substratum of what's taking place and miss the variables, the important things, the variables that you're going to inherently need to solve the equation. I'm in no rush. What are you in such a rush to do? You're rushing after a certain feeling because that's why you do things in the pursuit of pleasure or in the avoidance of pain, in the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain, what are you, what are, what are you pursuing? What, what feeling are you after that you feel is in the future that you can exude and you cannot remember, you cannot recall, and you cannot resuscitate in the present? I'm reminded of the story of the couple that uh, had a small farmhouse, and this is back in the gold rush days. They decided to leave and sell their farm home to go and pursue gold, to go and pursue gold in such a tremendous way that they sold the farmhouse. Not only did they sell the farmhouse, they sold all of their belongings. They gave everything up. They gave up the sacrifice of their, their barn. They gave up the sacrifice of their home. They gave up the sacrifice of family and friends just to go get some gold. Two or three years later, they came back because they couldn't find the gold. They, they had exhausted all of their resources. They had done everything they knew to do. They had exhausted every single ounce of energy, every cent, every single ounce of money to go pursue this gold, so much so that they were in bankruptcy. And many of us, we are in emotional bankruptcy because we've allowed more people to make withdrawals but not making one single deposit. You are in insufficiency when people make more withdrawals from your life and never make a deposit. I'm looking to be connected to people that are going to be able to make an investment of time, of resource, of intellect, of wisdom, because wisdom 
is, is key in this season because wisdom is what ushers you into a next season because your life, your seasons are always connected to a person. When the wrong person leaves your life, the wrong thing stops to happen. And what ends up happening with this couple is they, they borrow money from family and friends just to make it back to their home state. And they come back and they decide to have a nostalgic experience and they go visit the small barn. They notice that it's roped off and it's now seized and owned by the government. The government has actually bought that home because it is the second highest traded and producing gold mine in North America. They were in such a rush to go get gold that they missed the gold they were sitting on. Can I ask you a question this morning? What, what are you sitting on presently? that you're missing because you're fighting for something in the future. There's nothing wrong with destiny. I'm not saying be sluggish. I'm not saying be unaware. I'm not saying be uninspired. I am not suggesting or underscoring that you shouldn't stretch, reach, go after your goal, pursue the vision. I'm not saying that. But there's something that you're missing presently that you're chasing, that you believe is in your future. See, understand, and I want you to write this, underscore it, highlight it, take a picture of it. Your present is the seed for your future. Your present is the seed for your future. Here's what happens when you rush. Number one, when you rush, I want you to write it down. You ignore the present. You ignore the present. See, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. The gift, it's a present. That's what we call a gift, a, the present, a present. What do you open up a gift with? You open up a gift with expectation. See, I'm expecting something great to happen today. Yesterday is, uh, is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today, today is a gift. Open up the gift called today with expectation. Seize from the day. Don't try to get through the day. Get from the day. What can I get from today. What lesson do I need to learn? See, if you do not learn the lesson, you're bound to repeat the class. And the reason why you're in the same predicament and in the same position, dealing with the same people and the same person, the same demons, the same spirits, the same brokenness and brokenness, is because you are minimizing the present and maximizing the past. Shucks, I just said something. You are minimizing the present but yet maximizing the past. If you are still complaining and explaining what happened to you five and ten years ago, baby, we are wasting precious time. Nobody wants to hear the stories of yesteryears and what you used to do and who used to be there for you and who was there for you and who wasn't there for you, who betrayed you. The only time people want to hear your story is when you turn your story into glory. <sighs> Rushing causes you to ignore the present. I'm in, I'm in no rush. See, see, you know what another thing happens? Rushing rejects the rewards hidden in the present. You reject the rewards hidden in the present. Yes, I know you want to get to seven figures a year, but can we celebrate the six figures a year? Why? Because gratitude is the seed for more. It's amazing to me that more is never enough. Hmm. Shucks. More is never enough. You want more romance, but it's never enough. You want more money, but it's never enough. You want more happiness, but it's never enough because all of the time what you're seeking, 
searching, pursuing for, many of the times is a feeling. And feelings are fleeting. In other words, you can't satisfy this void in your life called a feeling with things, with people, with money, with fame, with stages. You cannot satisfy the feeling with fleeting things. You can't satisfy this feeling, listen to me, with depreciating liabilities. Oh. You're rejecting the hidden treasures in the present. See, there's something that you must, you must learn today that's going to propel you into tomorrow. There's someone that you have met or that you must meet today that's going to be the bridge to connect you to to tomorrow. But if you've got your eyes so focused on somewhere else and not where you are, see, you've got to take destiny steps. It's step by step. That's why Bobby Brown said, every little step I take, <laughs> ah, you will be there. Every little step I take, you've got to be able to understand that everything big was once small. That's why I tell you all of the time that the harvest never looks like the seed. I've, I've got to get to the place in my life where I'm in no rush. Not that I'm not pressing. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't press. I'm not saying don't stretch. I'm not saying don't go forth. I'm not saying be lazy, especially those of us that are lazy in language. As you speak your word, so shall it be done unto you. I'm not saying be lazy in action, be lazy in faith, be lazy in belief. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I'm saying I'm in no rush. Because here's another thing, third point, and then I'm done. Rush increase the illusion of competition. See, I'm in no competition. I'm not in competition with nobody. I hope we all make it. I'm, I'm, hey, hear me. I'm in the place that I'm in to complete my assignment, not compete against your agenda. Oh, I wish you can get that right now. I'm in the place that I am in to complete my assignment. See, my assignment is dictated by my alignment. If I'm aligned with you and you're forcing me to compete with an agenda, I must disconnect from you because I'm in no rush. Many a times we are, we are really in competition because we are comparing our offline struggles with others' online successes. And it's never a fair comparison because you will always compare your weaknesses to their strengths. You'll compare what they drive to what you drive. You'll compare their spouse to your spouse. You'll compare the positives about their home to your house. And you will always draw an unfair comparison. And I'm asking you to seize the day. You're in competition. You're competing against an illusion. You're competing against something that's not even there. You're competing against something that's not even true. You're competing against people who don't even care nothing about you. I'm not here to compete. I'm here to complete. That's why I'm in no rush. That's the worst thing ever, to compete with people who really don't care about you. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people waste their time doing, though. They, they, man, they want to keep up with the Joneses so bad or, or prove to people you could do something because in your mind you created this movie that they don't want you to do it 
or, or whatever the case may be. And so here you are aiming to, to please people who don't even like you in the first place, who aren't even really interested in what you're doing. You know, that's why we can't get caught up in other people's opinions. you got to focus on completing your assignment and not competing with their agenda. You'll, you'll never be good enough. You'll never do enough. Anybody who sets out to do something with a I told you so mentality is never going to be fulfilled because the very people that you are fighting so hard to tell so won't even care once you do achieve whatever it is that you're striving for. Once you do get to the top and acquire whatever it is that you are pursuing, they're still not going to care. They're still going to talk about you. They're still going to dislike you. Nothing is going to change as a result of it happening. So you just got to decide today that if you're going to do something, you're going to do what's genuinely in your heart to do, something that you truly enjoy doing so you don't get caught up in the back and forth of pleasing everybody just because they're moving at 70 miles per hour and right now uh, you're moving at 30 doesn't mean you need to blow your engine in order to keep up with them. What you're in, the, the environment that you're in, um, it may not have the capacity to go 70 miles per hour. So some, I remember when I was in high school, my first car was a 1983 Toyota Celica. It looked like the uh, Inspector Gadget car. It was so funny. Uh, and it was a stick shift. Whenever I would pull up to high school, um, and whatever, for whatever reason, it, it wouldn't start up or whatever. Um, all the kids at school would be like, go, go, gadget engine. <laughs> or go, go, gadget uh, wheels or trunk or whatever it was that wasn't working. We would do go, go, gadget. And so um, <laughs> those are the days. But um, that car didn't have the, it didn't have the capacity to, to, to go a certain speed. Like I was topped out at a certain speed. There were just certain things that I couldn't do. In that vehicle, yeah, I had classmates and other people getting newer cars and doing bigger things. But I can't, I can't get caught up in that. I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't have more to go and get more. This is where I was, and I had to find peace with what I have and be grateful for where I am. I, I was working half the day uh, at school. I did a co-op, so I would leave at lunch and go work a job, and then come back after six o'clock when my mom got off of work as well. And so I was doing my part. I was still putting in work, but I didn't go and jump off the, uh, you know, the, the the edge in an attempt to keep up with everybody else. Did I get laughed at? Sure, but y'all walking. I'm riding. <laughs> I still, I may be riding slow, but I'm still riding. I'm still moving forward. I'm still, I'm still going somewhere. And that's the exciting part about life. Just because, you know, you may not be moving at the pace you want, at least you're moving. Do what you can with what you have, period. If you can't move your whole leg, move your toe. Do something, okay, in order to participate in your own process. You can't get caught up in what everybody else is doing. you got to stay focused on your lane. And it reminds me um, in in the Bible where, Jesus was talking to um, the disciples in, in an attempt to, you know, recruit them, telling them, hey, like, basically, you're going to have to give up a lot to follow me. Yeah, I know it sounds good, and I know, you know, you want to work with me or whatever, but you you got to count the cost in order to make that happen. Before you make your decision, you got to count the cost. And so um, he, he says in Luke chapter 14, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost? whether he has enough to finish it. 
lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin mocking him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to war against another king does not sit down first and consider what he is able to do with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him and eventually 20,000. So so you got 10,000 and 20,000 coming. How are you going to make that happen? Or, or else while other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So he sends people out to 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 uh, investigate what's going on, to, to see what's up against it. And it says, so likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. So if you don't take into account all you have to work with, how do you know you're going to be able to get the task completed? Some people don't sit down and ask to count the cost and see, okay, what do I have to work with? Is it possible? Okay. Is it doable? If so, okay, yeah, let's move forward. But if it's impossible, if it's not doable, if you have an apartment budget, no, you're not going to move into a mansion right now. It's not going to happen. So you got to wait your turn. you got to go put in some more work and, and generate some more income and change your environment some more mentally and emotionally until you produce enough to get to that point. It's called steps. Everybody has to take it. There's levels to it. So you can't rush to level seven if the capacity you have is a level two. You may burn out if that's the case. For those of you who've ever driven a stick shift, if you're not switched into the next gear properly and you're steadily pedaling, you're in, you're in gear three and, and you've got the pedal to the metal, you should be in gear six. Well, those, that gear four and five are there to assist you with getting to the next level so you can get to the top speed in gear six. But if you steady stuck in gear three and pushing the metal, to get to gear six without moving the shift as well, you can literally blow out your, your your engine. You can mess up your vehicle totally. And but that's what a lot of people are doing. They're attempting to rush to the next place without shifting gears in order to get there. There are adjustments you're going to have to take. And every time you shift the gear, there's a little pause, a little hesitation. you got to pull back a little bit in order to push forward. That's part of the process. It's going to happen. So when you when you take your time, and you count the cost of the whole situation, then you truly know what you're working with. If the scripture tells us, man, you can't go to war without knowing who you're fighting against. No, take a look at your opponent. See what you're up against so you and your crew can strategize properly before you found it. Oh, you want to build a house? No problem. You, do you, have, you, have you looked at the blueprint? Have you created a blueprint? You laid a foundation for a 2,500-square-foot home but only have enough tools and resources to build a 900 square foot. Or, or, or maybe, maybe you got a, a, a foundation for a apartment size place to stay, but you got all the tools, resources, dreams, and visions for a mansion. It's not going to fit. You got to make sure that what you're working with fits. And you stay focused on building what it is that you are building, counting the whole cost of what it is that you're doing. It doesn't mean that you use that as an excuse to not do anything or to procrastinate or to vacillate. No, make a decision, be clear on that decision, and just move forward with that and working that thing through and, and working it out. Some people use that as an excuse to stay stagnant out of fear or lack of confidence in themselves. No, you, you, can, you can do whatever it is that you set your mind to. Whatever you think and believe you're going to achieve, you, you've heard that time and time again, and it's extremely true. 
You just got to make sure you have everything around you so that you know what you're working with in its totality. And if you're not sure, like the scripture tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. If you don't know which way to go, take pause and say, Lord, I don't know which way to go. I need you to show me. I'm leaning on you. If this don't happen, it's going to be because of you. And then you step out of the way. Don't yell, Jesus, take the wheel, because it sounds popular. If you want him to take the wheel, get out the driver's seat. He can't take it if you said he's sitting there as well, okay? So don't rush, but don't be stagnant either. You can still move at a, at a steady pace to get to where it is that you're going. And then sometimes you'll have seasons where you can sprint, and that's great, and that sprinting will make up for the time you had to walk or for the time you stuck on the side of the road. But either way, keep moving. But don't rush. Honey? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I'm in no rush to eat this whole elephant. I'm in no rush to devour this entire process because most people celebrate the promise, but they don't want to embrace this process. The process is eating one bite at a time, doing something every single day because every single day, hear me, you're either preparing or repairing. That's John C. Maxwell. He says every single day you're either preparing or repairing. And it's amazing to me that we are such in a rush to prepare for tomorrow that we end up having to repair all of the yesterdays. Even God himself was in no rush to create the world. That's why he took a full six days. He would do day one, he would look at it, and his comments would be, it is good. He would do that. I'm talking about the all-powerful, the same one that created the galaxies, the same one that created the moon and the stars, the same one that created the waters and, and, the, and, and created the oceans, the same one that created the whales and the sharks, the same one that created even you. Isn't it amazing? And I'm done, y'all. He saved the best for last. Maybe it's no wonder that he says the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Jared, what does that mean? It means that everybody will eventually get a turn. That's why <laughs> I'm in no rush. God bless you. God bless your families, and God most certainly bless your dreams.